Hello and welcome to Who Uses a Director of Football, an FM podcast about the highs and lows of devoting your spare time to a spreadsheet that can sack you. That was for the, for, for the listeners' sake. That was the third take at trying to nail the <laughs> nail the intro. And, and also, did I didn't introduce you though, Tom. So it's it's oh, no. still got room oh, no, for no. improvement. It's it's lost we its trademark with me, Tom. So uh, one for next week, maybe the third iteration of reworking, pointlessly reworking the intro might be. Maybe uh, we'll maybe we'll get it sorted one day. I think that's that should probably be our name for this podcast. Maybe we should get, maybe we will get it sorted one day. An FM podcast with Tom, <laughs> an FM player. Absolutely, so, absolutely. After that travesty of a start, I think summarizing my state of running around and the fact this is coming out, we're recording this at twenty to ten on the Tuesday night, as opposed to the usual confines of the Sunday evening, end of the weekend, well rested slot. How are things with you, Tom? Very good. Um, we both had sort of trips out of the the country over the last few days. I think so. I went into proper, 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 proper Europe uh, over the weekend. Was in uh, in Belgium in Bruges uh, for for a nice weekend away, uh, which was really really pleasant. Mm. Uh, doing some scouting. Assumed you weren't chased down by uh, Rafe Fines while you were out there. No, I would. Oh, because of the film in Bruges. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. We try. Yes. Very good. If you've not um, seen it, it is a fantastic film. It's it is a very good. No, film. we have seen. We saw it. We saw it ages ago, uh, and I think we said we were going to watch it before we went out, and just and just didn't. didn't. No, um, fair enough. Which was no, no, no huge loss. Um, so we had a very nice uh, weekend there. Um, yeah, it was all, so. Yeah, that that was nice. And you've you've been north of the border for the last couple of days, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been yeah. been been just north of Edinburgh for work on a on a flying visit uh, to to see one of our sites up there. So very interesting, very well run uh, hospital, which was where I was going to visit. I was uh, very impressed uh, uh, and and got to the the one of the key selling points of this site. It's been running for about thirteen years now, but one of the big things is it has these uh, like. Uh, automated vehicles that are, that are deemed the robots and it, and they collect all the things so you just see these uh robots driving around and one of them almost drove into me today so that was uh that was a clearly making friends up there as well your story started like a boring level of like one mm. halfway through it it went it went down somehow but then you sort of you sort of Clawed it back with robots trying to attack you. So uh, I, I I appreciate the turnaround. The joke is the punchline, Tom. It's got to be, hasn't it? You know, the, <laughs> the, the, the quality of a joke is the punchline. So the punchline was a robot tried to turn a corner and seemed to keep heading towards me until I ran out of the way. So uh, it felt like something out of Doctor Who. But anyway, I digress. That's not really what anyone's come here to listen to, have they? What they've come here to listen to, Tom, is how... And what you have done next, or or even why? Why have you done next in Football Manager? <laughs> okay, so where I left off, I, I correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure we left off. I'd just been promoted to the Czech top flight. Uh, obviously, I'm man- managing um, Slavia Kromaritz, 
That sounds um, about right. Yeah. And um, basically, I've played quite a bit since, and I actually progressed quite a lot of time since, so much as the fact that I've actually played that whole first season in the Czech top flight. And I've actually I've finished that season and been able to start start a new season oh my um, as, as well. Uh, only a couple of games in. So, so, so to much, say, much so when you said you had two updates, you're like, "Am I going to be here until midnight?" Is what I'm asking. No, I will, I will, I will hammer through pretty quickly. Well, in the first update, uh, first sort of um, my first stint, um, I'll talk you through season season three, as it were. So the, the first season up in the first division. So this, as sort of listeners might, might remember, this was also the first season of us. Um, uh, as a professional team, which actually, I, which actually made signing players really quite difficult because all of a sudden they wanted a bit more money. You had a few players that no longer wanted to play part, you know, wanted to carry on playing part time. It's it's really tricky. You mean you have to but pay them, good... Tom? That's not your style. No, That's I know. But you still style. pay them part time. Still pay them part time, just not as much. Yeah, but you um, bring them in from from bigger clubs and loan them in for nothing, as far as I can remember. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I could no longer do that either because the whole point was I'm now playing in the same division as these teams. So that, that was a bit of a nightmare. Start started off pretty badly as well uh, when we lost Anthony Akedi, who um, who was sort of my fantastic centre midfielder, um, one of my best players, and he went to go and play for. Um, well, I don't know who went to play for them or he went to work for them. Uh, something called Bendel Insurance. Sorry, um, what? <laughs> I'm not sure if he's got a he. He's either play centre of the field for Bendel Insurance, um, or whether whether he's sort of acting as a broker. Now, Bendel Insurance. Legrand has lined him up, hasn't he? Legrand has lined him that one up. It sounds like <laughs> exactly. He's but Bendel Insurance. Bendel Insurance played in the Nigerian Premier League, and their nickname is the Benin Arsenal. So wow. he's fantastic. Wow. Um, so he he obviously went he went there for a lot of money. He's on three grand a week though. Um, so he went there on a, a free. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to pin him down. He's on three grand a week. Uh, Where is that money coming from? Where is the Nigerian? Know. It's well, not the. I, I'd have been, if it was Saudi, I'd have understood. But well, where do you think your premium? That's why the premiums are so high, Lewis, because they're having to pay Bender Insurance on to play Anthony Akedi so much. <laughs> yeah, that, that's anyway. Carry on. <laughs> Um, so other, other than that, obviously, we had to sign plenty of players. I'm not going to go through all of them, but a few of the players that we were able to bring in. Um, a, f- a fantastic replacement, actually, for um, Anthony Akedi. Again, I just wanted a nice, good, solid, powerful midfielder. And we signed Babosi um, Bayerahanga. Uh, he's a fantastic player. Who from Benin Insurance? Uh, no, from Vyshkov oh, okay. uh, in the Czech second flight. For three thousand pounds, which is Whoa. I got him for three k, and Akedi's earning that in a week. Um, so he was he was fantastic at playing one of those sentiment field roles that I have. Obviously, I have the one that drops deep, and he was quite good at, good at that, the deep line playmaker on defending in the formation. Um, a couple of I managed to get um, uh, Pavel Curtin back. If you remember Pavel Curtin, I think he's once one player of the episode. I managed to get him back on loan from Project Kralove, despite them being in the same division as us. They managed to to I managed to get him back on loan. You managed um, to convince them. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, he was. He's he he did really well for us that first season. He he back and you know he's. I was hoping he'd make a good impact here. Um, and then I managed to get another good player from Vyshkov as well. Paid fifty-five grand for this lad, um, Musa Ramathan, um, a centre back who's playing the libero role. So I actually had two Ugandans, both from Vyshkov, who were playing sort of a double pivot for me when uh, Musa Ramathan stepped in into the field and Bosi Bayerangura Bayerahanga sorry dropping back from centre field to, to, to get that so that, that was quite nice actually I quite enjoyed that um, so, so in all I was kind of um, okay with the business I did I was expecting it to be better yeah. going into the transfer window yeah. halfway through I was like this is awful this is I'm hell not, this I, is I really as bad as it team. could have gone yeah Exactly. And then by the end of it, I was okay. The one thing I didn't get was a, a top striker. I really, I've really struggled to sign, sign strikers. One guy, I will mention him actually. I signed Daniel uh, Torina. Uh, managed to sign him from um, Trinet. Uh, again, a, a Czech club. Um, he, I, ideally, he's your backup striker, but he ended up going into the season as my number one just because I, I really struggled. Um. I do, so I do really in... feel, just before we jump on to fixtures, only in Wuerdorf would you have a Swiss financier managing a Ugandan double pivot in the Czech top flight. That is just like, if you'd have told me when we first started playing FM and you were managing Torquay and I, you know, I was managing, I originally managed Torquay and then Tottenham. But in 10 years' time, don't worry. Don't worry, kids. You're going to be managing a Ugandan double pivot in the Czech top flight and you're going to love it. Or at least, you know, or you're going to, or it's going to be the midfield that you have to settle on as your dreams because, get diminished. Because the ideal, one of the ideal players in the double pivot has gone off to, gone off to play for an insurance company. Yeah. That is that is how life diminishes from you know Champions League with Tottenham or trying to take Torquay to the Champions League to playing a Ugandan double pivot in the Czech top line. <laughs> Sorry, it's just a, just that's what that's what struck me in that moment. Anyway, I'll let you carry on. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. So we we started off our first three games. We sort of carried on as we we picked up where we left off from um, the second division of Czech football. We played. Three first three games scored nine goals, um, a three-all draw, a three-all, a three-nil win, and a three-two win. Put us seven points after three games, and we're right at the top, near the top of the league, uh, which was fantastic. We didn't play any of the big guns. We didn't play. Obviously, in this division, we've got uh, Victor, Victoria Plezin, Slavia Prague, Sparta Prague. They're probably three of the the biggest teams. We hadn't played them at this point. I was thinking this is this is pretty good again. Our tactic, which is to remind everyone, was a um, flat back four with two inverted full backs, a libero, centre back, centre midfielder, deep line playmaker, centre midfielder attack, um, a advance attacking midfielder attack, two wingers attack, and an advance forward. So that you can work out how that how that plays out. Um, it, was, it was working really well. And then a few mixed mixed results in there. The next four in the league were two victories and two defeats. Uh, again, goals weren't, there weren't quite as many goals in there. But again, I'm thinking I'm pretty happy with this. So we lost 2-0 to Slavia Prague during that in one of those games. But we beat Victoria Pleasant 1-0. Um, 
Um, and I'm thinking this is this is okay. You know, we're there are. Let me remind myself. There are 16 teams in this league, and I think at this point we're about sixth. I, I knew it wasn't sustainable. You know, we again were the lowest um, had the lowest wage bill by a mile. But I was worried. If, I was thinking we we're going straight back down. We're in a, we're in a relegation fight, and being mid table was was pretty good. Um, our then ne- our next five games after that, we picked up one point, less Deep. than ideal. Uh, but again, some of the teams we played, we, we played some good teams, um, and, and yeah, and this is probably about where we should be. So, bottom half, but middle bottom half. It was I wasn't not worried about going down. You know, things are still going fine. Um, and then. I'll take us up now just to where we we uh there's obviously a mid-season break come January. And we basically had some mixed mixed results there. We started to get back to winning ways. You know, we we beat Bruno 5-1. A nil-nil draw with Fradic Kralove, which I've got a feeling, I'm not gonna work it out now, might be my first nil-nil of the whole uh save. Mm. Just from the Football we play, we play such attacking football. We're so open yeah. back, especially in that formation. Um, I'd be staggered if we've had we, we certainly have had many. I can't remember any. Um, we beat Slovakia, who were a team right at the top of the league, two one. Um, lost to Jablonek three one. Got a one nil win against. Um, I'm going to pronounce this. I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. And uh, Cheska Budojevice. What a name. Then. We played against um, Tabarishko, and we beat Tabarishko eight <laughs> nil. Like we're plodding along, not much consistency, and then all of a sudden we just get an eight nil, and eight nil comes out of nowhere. Mm. Uh, and it was that was quite helpful because we were sort of mid table at this point, and goal difference that, that again, is handy. Yeah. Um, and then we, we finished the final game of. The first half of the season with a, with a four three defeat, conceding a goal in the ninety seventh minute. That was pretty, pretty painful. But again, it was sort of that thing of we're mid table at this point here. I'm thinking the season's pretty much pretty much done. Um, we're not going up. We're not going down. There are some this, when it breaks into at the end of the season, it breaks into two sections. Well, actually, breaks into three sections. But for the sake of this, put it into two top yeah. half, bottom half. And we were sort of on that, uh, um, yeah, we were on the line basically. I wasn't even that bothered if we were finishing the bottom half, to be honest, um, for two reasons. One, because I did, there wasn't really much chance of us going down. Yeah. But two, as I mentioned in last week's pod, I've got my eye open for another job. Yes. Um, this I've always sort of said and thought will probably be my last season with Slavia Cromerits. So I'm thinking, well, I don't really have to build on this too much. I've kept us in the league. I think, in fact, I thought I'll see what I, if I can find any jobs in this Christmas break. Mm. So during the Christmas break, I applied for pretty much any job that came up in yeah. mainly in Germany. The main ones come up with Germany in German Division Two, um, okay. or Bundesliga. Zwei. As opposed but, to Bundesliga, um, and um, I just kept getting 
rejection after rejection oh, after rejection. Oh. It was painful, like so many clubs. Um, there's lots of lots of movement, and I just kept getting turned down. I thought, right, well, what the hell do I do? Like, I went for interviews at places. Um, mm. uh, so, so I managed to get a couple of interviews at a couple of um, Bundesliga Zwei sides. Um, but even then, they were turning me down. It was, it was awful. Yeah. So we then start the second half of the season. And um, I'm still with Slavia Cromerits. And I'm thinking, right, we're, we're fine here. Let's just get to the end of this season. We're, we're in the top half, great. If we're in the bottom half, not too much of a problem. Just get to the end of this year. And then we'll... I'm out of contract. They've kept off me contracts. And I kept telling them down. I'm out of contract, and we'll, we'll see where we go from there. Now, in the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven league games left to go the season. Okay, I'm just going to yeah. come out and say it. We won one. We drew two. We lost eight. Uh, and in fact, good. the one game that we won was the last game of the regular season. Oh god! So we'd we'd gone on a, 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 a an eleven game. We we lost one before an eleven game run without uh, winning a game. Yeah. We during that run we hadn't scored in five games. Bear in mind we are all out attack. Yeah. And this put us obviously in the bottom section. Bottom get automatically relegated. Second bottom and third bottom go into a playoff. Yeah. And I'm thinking, uh, like at this point, we are in we are one point above the playoffs, to, yeah. which you go into a relegation playoff, and that would be disaster because like I might have got the the boot, and all of a sudden mm. my reputation of trying to get a job in the in the summer, where where the hell do I go? Yeah. So, we then go into the first division relegation group. Um, and in that group, we've got Hradek Kralove, Bruno, Taborosko, Jablonek, and Kavinia. Mm. And, and I actually adapted the tactic. I changed my tactic. I dropped the 4-2-3-1 that I was playing for something else. And I'll, I'll talk about that in part two, I think, actually, this tactic. So I think it, I'll, I'll go into it in some level of detail because it's quite a funky one. One that I don't think I've seen many people play at all, actually. Um but we changed the tactic for this first division relegation group. Five games. Played five, one five. Wow. That's a turnaround. <laughs> Off the back of um one win in twelve, um, we won five <laughs> on the bounce. Um, and we finished top of the relegation group. Not that that means anything at all, but miles clear of relegation. And we Finished the season there in mid, like a really weird way of finishing yeah, mid table yeah. mediocrity. But that is effectively what happened. Yeah, the telegraphist um, approach to, to, but at least you didn't have to play in a promotion playoff at the same time. No, we didn't have to play both. We didn't, we didn't have to play both. <laughs> it's your rare um, gift but, there. Exactly. Um, but I think I will leave that there, which is, which is Cromeritz, Slavia Cromeritz's first. Season in the top flight, first professional side, and I walked away thinking, "Yeah, I think I I did I did them justice." Um, I also walked away thinking, "I'm enjoying this this tactic." I was thinking, if I'm able to get a job in the summer, because then my plan from then on was aggressively try and find a job. 
Mm. Uh, and wasn't quite sure what I'd do if I didn't, whether I'd stay at Slavia Cromritz or I'd or I'd uh, just be unemployed. Yeah. Um, but it gave me a lot of hope going going into that into that phase. So I'll leave you there, and then we can pick up on the the job hunt or whether I stay at Slavia Cromritz for for another year uh, in in part two. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah, we've got me on tenterhooks. That was a lot of lows, but but also just enough highs by the sound of it to get you out of it the was, league. It was mental. Like I think it goes to show in this FM. Maybe it's always been the case, but I've certainly noticed it in this. Is like squad mor- team morale is really important. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I don't think it was just because of the tactic change. I think we just managed to get uh we 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 beat one of the teams one nil in the ninety second minute and all of a sudden we we then won two scrappy one nils and then we were winning four one three one three one it just turned everything around so I think yeah. squad morale is is really important here so it's that's worth bearing in mind for me it's forward. almost just you probably were playing teams that are more consistently your level and actually there your tactical edge probably looking forward to hearing what that tactical edge is but that tactical edge probably just got you over the line enough I think that, times that's fair as well because a lot of the teams in the during our bad run none of the, only one of those teams were in the bottom five or the yeah. bottom six with us so i think they were just better teams as well but it was it was pretty stark yeah absolutely Go on then. Um, Lou, talk us where we left you in Athens. Um, yeah, just give us an update where we left you. Yeah, absolutely. So you should remember where you left me, Tom, because you left me uh, in a moment of total heartbreak. Yes, of course, which has been posted now to the to the Twitter. Uh, to, to the Twitter. God, I sound like, a, like an 80-year-old. Uh, posted to Twitter. Um, so yeah, let us know if you think if you think you, you Lewis was hard done by by Miles Jacobson or whether his goalkeeper's just shit. Well, Jake Jake thinks strangely that I'm hard done by, but at the same time I can't tell if it's a total joke. This is on Instagram uh, because he said my job offer from AEK should be reported to SI. Uh, while I'm absolutely, while you're at... he is spot on. He is spot on. <laughs> it is a disgrace. That's that's the that's a much bigger glitch. <laughs> that heavy touch. Well, indeed. So I can I can update you on 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 my time at AEK. So one final league game, which we won two 0 unsurprisingly, just to sort of put the cherry on top of a great league season. And then the final game of the season, the Greek Cup final. So the Greek FA Cup final, a big Athens derby against Olympiakos. And, you know, I played my tried and tested team by this point. Sven Ulrich, uh, Colin Dagber. This is the asymmetric formation. The ever-reliable. I'm not sure about that. But the ever-reliable Colin Dagber. Harold McCoody, uh, right centre-back. Eduardo Gordon-Eager, left centre-back. Yuri Ribeiro, 
at left back, Jens Jonsson at defensive midfielder, Orbelin Pineda as a Mazzala on the left, Andres Linger as a shadow striker, Copper coin, oh, sorry, not Copper, Coba coined ready as a sort of deep line playmaker, uh, and uh, Armando Breyer up top, Levy Garcia on the right. And yeah, so that's what how we started. And you would assume, because we tore them apart uh, in the regular season, that things would go that way. But nothing happened in the first half until Costas Fortuna scores a penalty for them, having been fouled in the box. <laughs> then a minute later, we get another highlight, and I'm thinking, great, we're, we're rolling here. Nope. Santiago Heze scores in our box with a lovely, uh, a lovely uh, volley, uh, a lovely right-footed volley into the to the keeper's left, uh, and we go in two 0 down. And having really had the the measure of them in the regular regular season, I'm saying like it's NFL or the NBA, but having having had having had the um, beating of them in the league. We just weren't at it in this cup final. Really poor ratings all round. So I gave him a bit of a rollicking at half time. So come on, lads, this isn't good enough. Uh, and we played okay. Played started playing our football until they scored a third through Arna Sigurdsson in the sixty second minute. Uh, oh my lord! And no one was playing well, and we kept playing badly until in the eighty second minute. 86th minute even we got a we got a penalty which we scored through a schedule ponce and and that was it we got a consolation goal uh and in the greek cup final we were just outclassed so so that was um yeah that was a bit of a humbling end to the season uh and and not really uh you know not really what am i trying to say not really the way I planned it, you know. I think it would have been a, a league cup double uh, would have been would have been ideal. So so that left me going into a transfer window, um, and I'm thinking about um, what players to sign, how to improve the team, uh, you know, what 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 can I do to make it better, um, and. The key f- issue, or maybe not issue, but the key thing I realised was that, well, and it was kind of obvious because I wasn't worried about keeping them, was that we needed new keepers because all, uh, because uh, because Sven Ulrich of the mistake was retiring. And our other two Spen keepers. That sounds like the artist formerly known as Prince. Yeah. Or, or Florence and the Machines or Frankie yeah, Valley yeah. in the Full Season. Sven Ulrichs and the Mistakes. Yeah. Sven Ulrichs and the Mistakes was retiring. <coughs> Sisan Stankovic, great name, was leaving to Lask in Austria uh, on a free transfer because he was Austrian and wanted to play in Austria. And uh, Georgius Afanisiadis uh, was off to Abha, which I believe is in Greece. No, it's not. It's in Saudi Arabia. So he went for the money. Abha, a Saudi Arabian club. So he's he's gone for the money. 
So I started bringing one. I wanted to bring in more Greek keepers. Um, so I brought in from Iraklis. Uh, I found the best player, the best keeper that had been produced by AEK. And he was a very average keeper called Giannis Papadopoulos. But as a third choice, you don't really want anyone good, do you? Especially if we're going to be playing in the Champions League next season. Uh, you want someone who hits eligibility criteria. <clears throat> and then I brought in from uh, loaned in from uh, Lazio another Greek keeper called Christos Mandas. <laughs> Um, and he would be the the starter, uh, and and he was joining. And and frankly, I was pretty happy with the squad. But that was kind of where I got to. But but I didn't feel a great deal of 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 desire or a real sense that I could move the club forward. Um, oh, oh, you you've you've left. I'll tell you what's happening. Also, you've left. There's been some sort of sort of major war, another major war in Europe and Spain have taken over and now you're the Barcelona manager because it borders, <laughs> it borders Greece. That's what's happening, you'll say. Uh, uh, ignoring that a number of geopolitical elements of that story is wrong. You're not a million <laughs> miles away from the truth. The sad reality is uh, it's a bit more dull than that, but I'll get to that in time. So firstly, a job, an interesting job came up and it's not... Barcelona, Bayern Munich, or anyone of that ilk. So before you get... But a job came up, and this is going to be underwhelming, so get ready to be underwhelmed, at Slavia at Slavia yeah. 1913 yeah. Sofia. And why was that interesting, Tom? Well, what was interesting was they just won the Bulgarian what? second division. Um, and their manager retired, having just won the Bulgarian second division. And in a need to move northbound, uh, I felt that might be uh, a sensible thing. And as a recent manager of uh, a recent European run to my name and as a as a Greek Super League winning manager uh, by Albert Wiseman, I thought that might be a worthwhile uh, opportunity to look at to progress northbound. So that might be Albert Wiseman's thinking, and it might be, and he did manage to get an interview, but it wasn't Slavia 1913 Sophia's thinking. So, no. So Wiseman. You got turned down. Yes, Wiseman got rejected. The AEK Athens manager is getting rejected for a job in the second, in just champions, but champions of the second flight of Bulgaria. Correct. Oh, my Lord. Uh, and I and I kind of get it. One because I was still under contract, uh, and two because you priced yourself out the market. Well, I wondered that. So, what I like to think, anyway, um, is that at least in terms of of the narrative we're creating with Albert Wiseman, is that um, that. Basically, his his criminal life came to haunt him, uh, as I'll tell you uh, the next step of effect. So, so I think somebody found out in AEK Athens. Uh, they found his file. They they realised he'd been under a false visa. Uh, you know that clearly for AEK Athens, he'd been managing under the name 
Greg Shemansky or, or or equivalent. You know, you just get the feeling he came up with another American Polish name. Uh, so, so I have absolutely no idea where this is going, but it's it's going to be something like this is. Going to, I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, so he resigns as as AUK Athens manager, uh, citing after that how he long can't. Job? After ooh, six months as AUK Athens manager, uh, citing that he can't take the club further uh, and that he's best off. So. He goes on holiday for a bit and he finds himself north of the border in Bulgaria where he happens upon the spa town just north of the Greek border of Krumvograd. And Krumvograd have not been doing too well in the Bulgarian top flight. Uh, They're currently sat 13th. They've been bottom at one point. Um, They've just played Ludogorets. Uh, and they've recently fired their manager. And well, Albert Wiseman goes for an interview. The fans aren't loving this idea, which I find a bit funny, um, considering I've just won the Greek uh, top flight. But the board uh, are, uh, are, are are happy to bring on board Albert Wiseman. So from, from the Greek... Uh, Top flight, I've and and the champions of Greece. I've moved to a a low mid table, uh, a low a thir- a join a thirteenth place Krumvograd. I love it. Yeah, that's that, that's fantastic. Fact, I it's crazy. It feels like that that is a backward step but it feels like absolutely the right you're sort of having to play football manager and risk at the same time yes like you, <laughs> correct you have you have to move in order to sort of realistically get a shot of winning a champions league and not getting bored winning a um winning your domestic title year after year after year after year you do have like your game is very much a trek across europe as opposed to creating a dominant force in and, European football. That is, if you're playing risk at the moment, you have to move to Bulgaria. <laughs> and I'm glad you see it that way, because that's exactly how I see it. I see it that Albert Wiseman is playing the long con. The game isn't to do well with AEK Athens in Greece. And and because AEK Athens, realistically, maybe in 30 years, with enough pushing of the coefficient up, uh, is going to be a credible Champions League contender. But it's not going to be a credible Champions League contender in five, ten, or fifteen years. So yes, I am playing FM Risk or whatever, whatever board game where you have to trudge square by square. And you know what, Tom? And I, I think I'll leave it here for now. But I'm enjoying it, so I'll, I'll leave it there. It's been an interesting move moving to thirteenth. Uh, uh, initially, uh, well, obviously, when I took them over, thirteenth placed Krumvograd. Uh, they were it's a thirty match initial season, and get ready for an even more complex league than Greece to explain. <laughs> so get ready for more partridge. Uh, and uh, yeah, they just lost, as I said, just lost to Ludogorets three one. Um, and yeah, I'll leave that. I'll leave the the. The initial Crumvergrand matches for 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 part two. 
back to the uncertain situation in Slavia Cromerich, shall we say? Yeah, well, I was, I was pretty certain sort of going into this season that it would be my last. If I'm being honest, I didn't think I'd get to the end of it. And obviously, I did get to the end of it, So, which was kind Somewhat of... Somewhat disappointingly okay for you. Yeah, sort of. I really enjoy... I really like Slavia Cromerich. I really do. But I also want to leave them. Yes. Like, you know, um, for obvious I, I reasons seem, at this point. Yeah, I think you know I've turned them into a professional team. We are now established as a bottom to mid table, mid table, bottom <laughs> half. Established as a relegation league. hopeful. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, very true. <laughs> um, so I kind of think that's that's fine. So I to, to give a bit of context, I didn't really sort of mention some of the jobs that I'd applied for. Um, Whilst managing, um, whilst managing Cromerich in that season, I've been sort of focusing a lot of my energy on Germany. And again, the German second flight, but just because it's a fantastic location uh, to to move to, um, as in to move from. You've got once you're in Germany, you go. You can go to France. We can go to. We can go up to Denmark. We can go. We can go to a lot of places. And I was mainly focusing, like I say, Bundesliga zwei. Dynamo Dresden. Um, nice. I applied. Uh, yeah, I applied for a job there. Heard nothing. Sam Pauli uh, applied for a job there. Didn't didn't get a didn't get a sniff. Sounds very um, Italian. Is that a German club? Sam Pauli. Oh, Saint Paul. Sorry, Sam Paul. You got you. Sorry, the way you said it was like you know the manager Sam Paul uh, Sam Sam Paoli. Um, oh, the 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 um, Na- the, former Napoli yeah, manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ch- Chilean guy. Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, no. St. Paul, I think we always said St. Pauli, but it could be St. Pauli. Anyway, I think it's St. Pauli, but I, I think you might be out Germaning me. You might be uh, you might be Bundesliga vying on that one. Yeah. Um, Osnabrück, Firth, um, who else were interested in uh, me? Goethe, Goethe Firth. None of these were interested to be clear. None of these were interested in yes. me. I was interested who am in I mind. forcing myself um, upon? <laughs> who is my next yeah, victim? SV Waldhof. Uh, who eventually got relegated to um, Bundesliga Drei, uh, and um, Regensburg, who got uh, relegated to Bundesliga Drei as well. I don't know why, so, I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Jahr-Regensburg. Jahr, I don't know why. One of those clubs I just sort of have a soft spot for, and yet I've never managed them, so who knows? Well, I, I well, so so basically, coming come into this season... There were, I was like, right, I, I need to go. I need to go. And I got a job offer. Okay. I got a job offer not from Bundesliga Zwei, which is where I was sort of thinking second flight of second flight of German football, that'll do me, but from the top flight of Poland. Okay. I got a job offer from a club called Piast. Okay. And as I quickly Google, they sort of they yeah. Well, I did I do a lot of googling as well. Um, media prediction is sick um, in the in the top flight, and I thought didn't really fancy that. But you know what, I could do that. Get a job there. Hopefully, get into some European competition with them in a couple of years, and then see where we go there. So I thought about it, and they they offered me they offered me the job, and I thought this would literally. This might actually not have even been one uh, before the Czech division, uh, Czech season finished. 
So I was, like, oh, I was kind of hoping that something m- might come up in uh, second division of Germany. And but I thought, okay, so I kept pressing delay. I pressed delay for a few weeks, and then they said, no, we can't delay anymore. Ah, not sure. I thought, right, no, I'm not going to take that job. And the reason I didn't take that job is there was there was there were three other jobs on the market that I thought actually again not ideal but doable. Mm. And those clubs, there were two clubs in Bundesliga Drei, so the third division, third flight of um, German football, which were SV Waldhof and Regensburg. Okay. So they got relegated and then they sacked the people that they'd appointed um, ahead of me. So I thought, don't really want to go there, but actually you're taking over a team that should be at the top of the third division. Mm. Might not be too bad. And the other club was Bannock Ostrava. Bannock <laughs> Ostrava in top flight, who who I'd basically stolen for like three years all their players on loan. Yeah. So I applied for all of the all of those jobs. Basically, so skip skip the queue. Applied for a few more jobs in the second flight of of, of German football. Didn't get a sniff. Got turned down. And I'm thinking, right, I've got ideas above my station here. I'm not getting a job in the second flight of of um, of Germany. I'm going to apply for these three. And I got two interviews and I got two job offers. Regensburg didn't want any of me for the second time. I got rejected flat out by them uh, for the second time. But um, SV Waldhof and Bannik Ostrava both both offered me a job. And at this point, I was quite pleased because I was like, right, I'm definitely, I'm definitely leaving Cromerits now. I can say my goodbyes. And you know what, mate? It was a really tough decision mm. because they're two very different, very different jobs. Yeah. I've got Bannik Ostrava who are, Sixth, seventh biggest team in Czech Republic. I can probably within two years get us into European places. Maybe a push, try and try and challenge for um, the likes of Sparta Prague, Slavia Prague, and maybe win a title. See where we go. Or I can go over to to Waldhof, go into in the third division, try and work my way, hopefully straight back up into the second flight. Um, See how we get on there. Obviously, not only get a European competition there, but maybe get a job in the Bundesliga. But also, you know, I'm in a I'm in a good spot in in Germany, right? As I mentioned before, it's a fantastic space to be because you know I can go to Denmark, the Netherlands, Belgium, France, um, Austria, Czech Republic, Poland. There's a lot of places I can go. So basically, I had I had the decision of do I try and become try and win a league, try and do well in Europe. Or do I play the European journeyman, the tactic, tactical way, and just go to Germany for the sake of it? Not for the sake of it, but because it's a good sort of because spot it's, to be it, in. It sort of opens <laughs> up Western Europe for you, is what you're saying. It, it does. Which, and which, Northern which, Europe. Yeah. Yeah, which which I think people have tried to take advantage of in the past. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, um, but... Uh, um, I went for the latter. So I am now the manager of SV Waldhof in the German third flight. Um with with my idea at the time was just 
great get in there and maybe spend a year maybe spend getting promoted see what happens and then i can go like i say denmark netherlands belgium france austria Czech republic poland um i thought like, i go to italy no i can't switzerland i miss switzerland out uh switzerland's blocking blocking italy um so that yeah, sounds I'm now like history as well <laughs> yeah, yeah, although they worked that's... well together in the past <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. Well, we knew our European journey, man, would sort of turn into this something. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Don't mention the world. Um, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm plotting my world domination from Germany at the moment. And, uh, <laughs> um, but so, yeah, like I, I've got the job. And I must admit, I already really like this club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be like, uh, you know, we were supposed to be like passing ships. And I've had a transfer window and I played the first few games of the season. Um, and start of the season has gone, gone pretty well. We played uh, five games in the league, one three, drawn one, lost one. And we beat a team above us, turned the league above us in the, in the first round of the cup in extra time. I won't go through all the games in detail. What I will go through in detail is, is the players I've signed um, and the tactics. So I'll start off actually with the tactics. I mentioned that last time, and it's a fucking weird one. I don't know how I quite came up with it. I genuinely am not sure. Um, normally I do it by watching football. Something in my head that I must have seen in the form of tactical, if I tweak that, and then if you think, you, oh, if I tweak that, then I've got to move this, and you do that. So I am playing, and just picture this as I go. As, as, uh, oh, as I go. God, I'm going to drop so it. Keep- I'm going to drop it. So sweeper keeper. Yeah. Two centre-halves, all playing yeah. defenders. Then two wing-backs, so no full-backs, wing-backs yeah. with, uh, yeah. on com- as complete wing-backs. I've then got two defensive midfielders, a half-back and a segundo volante. Nice. One centre-midfielder as an advanced playmaker. Two shadow strikers and an advanced forward. Like it. So I've never I, I only have in the traditional style, I have two defenders. Yeah. Um which I I'm, I was really not sure about, but I love it. I, I'm calling it the dice. Uh is it called because the dice wish because you can make all do- no 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 not well sort of rolling the dice, the second meaning, but actually you can make all the dots of the dice with this formation. So you can yeah. obviously one's easier, two's easier, three's pretty easy. For five, you you've got the, the five the dots of the dice that make up the five in there as well, and the six. Mm. Um, so I'm calling it. I'm calling it the dice. But it, it's it's really nice because we kind of go into a back mm. three because the half back drops in um, when we've got the ball. So when we haven't got the balls, so we've got a nice back three. So we stop some of these counter attacks. We can we bomb so many people forward. It's yeah. mad. Um, you know, we basically then got two at the back. The half back picking up anything. And then we're throwing literally seven bodies, uh, sorry, six bodies just forward. Mm. Um, so I'm, I'm really, really enjoying that aspect aspect of it. It definitely needs a few tweaks. So I tried it for the last few games at Cromer. It's worked really well. And it's starting to work well now. But as I mentioned, the last few games at Cromer, were probably games we should have won. We're one of the bigger teams in this league, or the better teams in this league. We should be winning most of the games. So it hasn't, stood a massive test yet of against really big clubs. Granted, we did play it against the team in the division above. We beat in the cup. So 
I, I think I think it will work. But one of my favourite bits so far at Waldorf has been the transfer market. So they got relegated and a lot of their players had relegation release clause in their contract. So had a lot of players going for 600k, 400k, 800k, managed to get 1.2 mil for a player that just didn't suit the system. Which left me with a few quid. So nice. transfers out in this transfer window have been 3.8 million and I've, I've signed 1.5 million pound worth of players. So still a healthy profit. But I've picked up some really nice bargains. Um, well, I won't go through them in loads and loads of detail again because I've signed a few. We've signed Yanez um, Volert, who can play as a centre half or a half back in my position, in my role. No Andreas, again, another Segundo Volante or potentially a half back. Marouane Baluk, shadow striker, but a backup shadow striker. Ale Contreras on loan from Malaga as an advanced forward. Signed him just because, again, my strikes were rubbish. I'm still struggling mm. to get top striker. Um, so I've signed him on the hope that he was okay. And he's okay, but again, not not special. I'm, it's I'm really funny, missing I've been Fabal. having a really poor striker save. I'm missing my mini. Yes. Yeah, when you've had a really good striker who's actually consistent in FM, it is rubbish to go back to the inconsistent useless lumps that sort of fill up the lower leagues of any continent, isn't it? It's funny that you mentioned Jake earlier. I literally, about half an hour before we were recording, I was speaking to him and he was speaking to me about his save. And um, he was like saying that he's, his strikers have been doing okay, but he's got Wout Weghorst and Daryl DK up front for, for West Brom. So very maybe we just do need to sign big lumps like, as opposed to these technical things, just get bodies. He's in the Prem well, or in never, the Championship. He's in the Prem now. I'll never have yeah. a bad word against Daryl DK. Um, so I've signed, signed Contreras just as a... So hopefully he can get a few goals. He's done okay. Um, Ibrahim, Ibrahim Bance, again, another holding midfielder, can play the Segundo Blante, can play the halfback. And I've literally just finished deadline day where I signed four players. I signed Jan Brabeck, a advanced forward, um, quite a big lad as well, 18 from... Craddock Kralove, who I was, I was mining out of some of their players. From, like, I knew they had good young players. So I signed yeah. him just for 50k. Signed Dennis Kajin, a great shadow striker. On Got him on loan. He's on too much money for me, but I just thought for a season, that's fine. You might hope you'll, you should get us across the line and at least get us up there for a hopeful promotion. I signed a fantastic centre half who I didn't scout properly, but just everything about what I could see, he looked good and he, he's got back, he's come back and he's, I'm sorry, I've signed him. He's better than I even thought he was going to be. Called um, uh, Stepan Pavasic, 21-year-old Croatian centre-half. He is going to be with me, I think, for a while. He looks really, he's first team ready already at 21 and he's going to improve. And then I also signed from Sunderland uh, a Finnish uh, a Finnish um, attacking midfielder. Uh, but he's not finished. He's 24. Um, and he looks pretty solid. That a joke. Solid that was well. a joke, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's not finished. He's 24. There we go. Very yeah. good. One, one for the anti-Numi fans out there. Um, the one player that I haven't touched on, who I've also signed, and I signed him from Pradek Kralove. I have to bring someone with me. From the Czech from the Czech divisions. I've brought Pavel Curtin. 
Oh, fantastic! I've drawn, I've drawn curtain over to over to Germany. Yeah, you've closed the iron curtain. Exactly. Yeah, he's 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 followed me with blind loyalty um, over to oh, over to Germany. <laughs> over to Germany, um, and he's really good. He's he's it's his eighteen year old. He's eighteen now. Signed him for like uh, two hundred grand, two hundred fifteen grand. He's going to be fantastic, either in that centre midfielder role or as a shadow striker. He's starting for me already. Again, just someone that I'm looking forward to, to managing. Um, again, I'll talk about other players as we go throughout the save. We've got some quite good young players in the in the youth academy, which is going to be good to use. But yeah, this season, it's one. It's about trying to build the squad because obviously I really want to get promoted straight away. Although the board don't, the board want me to finish top half, which I find strange. Um, this is actually a club that is currently in the third flight. They got promoted in in game and gone back. So whether that promotion was unexpected, I, I don't know. Um, so maybe they are a third tier club, but I think we've got the players to be near the top of the league, um, and it helps that we've got Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund's second team, and they can't get promoted. So hopefully there should be a few more slots available. So yeah, that that that's where we're at at at. Um, at uh, Waldorf, and genuinely, I thought it was going to be a quick stint here, a bit of a stepping stone. And the signings I've made, I could see maybe this being a similar sort of time at Cromer. It's maybe three years, maybe maybe even a bit longer. But obviously, I'm going to have a lot more. It'd be a lot more temptations managing here, yeah. Because yeah. as I said, Netherlands, Belgium, France, Switzerland, Austria, Denmark, all those jobs are now open. Yeah, to me. yeah. And if, if someone's struggling in the top flight, I can see maybe us getting promoted this year, being in the second flight of um, Germany, doing okay, and then someone near the relegation zone in Ligue 1 coming knocking. I don't know, Mets, I don't know, mm-hmm. for example, were in Ligue 1, but about to get relegated. If they come knocking, can I really turn down the, a top flight of a major European league? I'm not sure. No, I think that's, I think that's completely, completely fair. Um you know, and as you say, it's a, it's the right opportunity at the right time, and and I think it it'll depend on the results on the pitch, won't it? I mean that as as I think we've both proved throughout this save and the previous save, it can go wrong or right at any time, um, and and we and you've got to enjoy the the good spells while they last, and accept that probably the bad spell might not be a long way around the corner, so. No, absolutely no. But like I said, I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm back in it. Well, not that I was ever out, but I'm not. I'm just like I'm. I'm enjoying this time. The last sort of six months at Cromwich, I knew it was a bit of a means to an end. Now I'm back in sort of building mode mm. and building a, a yeah. hopefully a really good, nice young squad. Din- dynasty mode. The only thing I would say is, having done a very, very small amount of research on Playast, I'm surprised you didn't give them more of a other thing, top flight club. I mean, they did win the league in Poland in 1718, which is not that long ago. A bit longer in game, but, but you know, clearly just you sound, not... You sound, is, is, this, is this quoting directly from the Wikipedia article? No, this is very much from looking at league winners in FM, Tom. I I, I could... Uh, yeah, I could have done... And I mean, like I say, then there's, there's still a, a, a route into... Um, into Germany there, right? And I guess, I think by our rules as well, maybe I could have gone to Sweden. I'm not sure. That would have been discussion. Um, but yeah, there was a route into Germany it. via Poland. There was a route into Germany via 
um, via Poland. Essentially, yeah, I just, I just, I, I, I think maybe if you'd have actually told me that the, the two options are the third flight of Germany, that's where I'm ending up, or Piast, mm. I might have gone with Piast. But because yeah. I still thought I could get into the second tier of German football, I thought, no, I'm not, I'm not going for that. Um, yeah. So maybe, maybe I did let one, let one slip there. But but, but it's your journey to craft, and and ultimately, I think from from all our talking about it, you clearly wanted to go to Germany. So I think you've kind of got your wish. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a good like I'm not going to go into it again. But it's a really good spot to be in for what yes. we're trying to do. It sounds like, and and the amount of sales and the fact you've been at actually, it's your perfect kind of job, isn't it? Loads of money, sell a load of older players who don't fit the tactic, buy a load of younger players who do, play some sexy passing football, uh, and hopefully get a few wins along the way. And no doubt you'll you'll be enjoying that. That's the plan. That's the plan. Go on then, Lou. Over to you for the for the final stint. Um, Bringing it how home. How has life started in Bulgaria? How has life started in Bulgaria? Well, I'll answer that question first, uh, and and then I will break it down into more detail. So life started in Bulgaria uh, in an interesting way, uh, and in an, in a match worth dissecting. So f- f- cut first round gave us. Um, uh, an interesting first round. So, team absolutely. So, that let's to put it into perspective, this is the team I was taking over. Uh, in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. In the last nine games, the results uh, were as such one draw, two wins. So, I was coming into a team that was. Doing Cromeritz esque, Cromeritz esque. It was doing badly. Somehow, in spite of that, as I said, we weren't bottom. So the top flight of uh, Bulgaria, sixteen teams, despite two wins and a draw in ten or in nine, uh, we were thirteenth at the time. Uh, so three teams below us, and. Let's get it out of the way, Tom. It's going to be horrendous, but I'll give it a go. Let's explain <laughs> the Bulgarian uh, top flight. So the Bulgarian top flight has a preliminary stage of 16 teams playing each other twice in a uh, so 30 matches. Then it splits out. And it splits out, Tom, into, as I said, more complex than the Greek second division. You have... A champions playoff, top five teams, so the top five six teams. See, so smoother this time round. It has a relegation playoff, which has the bottom six six teams. Uh, so between that, you will gather that. No, 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 you, you know, no, no. You, the bottom three eighths. We can come on. If we pay attention oh, to maths, true, true, that true, true, true. Five, That can be some fight for the bottom three eighths. Yeah, no, you, I stand corrected. Uh, absolutely. The, yeah. The, and then it has the second phase, the uh, excitingly named second phase, which is, uh, which is, uh, which is six. Is that right? Nope. 
Hang on. Hold <laughs> the line, caller. Uh, it has the second phase that is basically the middle teams. Oh, God, this is so annoyingly structured. Um, and the second phase is four teams. So, so two teams have been, I guess, immediately relegated. Bottom two are immediately relegated. Um, and in that second phase, five teams play and the top, sorry, four teams play and the top one goes into the European Places Playoff Final, which features, Tom, and I'm glad you asked, the third team from the championship phase. So it is the most convoluted. So you've got the teams that actually do well in the league then a second phase that gives a team who finishes in seventh. Let's put this into perspective. Uh, no, no sixth. Sorry, a team that finishes in sixth a chance to qualify for Europe against a team that finished third. While the team that f- finished uh, fourth and fifth get get uh, get nothing. So. So completely logical system, as you can tell by my explanation. There is also, chuck into it, a relegation playoff. And you've got more phases and a three-phase split in the second phase of the league. So I've not entered that second phase, but I have the feeling it can only be carnage. There are no second teams, thank God, to to make things glitchy and messy. But, But it sounds like carnage. Right. So say that again. Preliminary phase, 16 teams, <laughs> splits out into three separate competitions. The top bit, the middle bit, and the bottom bit. But the top of the middle bit gets a chance to qualify for Europe, but the bottom of the top bit don't. Logic. But excitement. I, I, but logic. I haven't understood a word of that. So I'm going to just sort of follow, as I'm sure the listeners haven't either. So... We're going to just sort of trust that you've sussed it out. And then every time, uh, when it comes to it, just tell us. Yeah. Because <laughs> that, that is mad. That'll be next. It gets. I, I couldn't believe I'd found a league that is more stupidly organised than the Greek second division. And to say, to be fair to the Greeks, it was only organised that way for a year. This seems to be more of a regular thing. Um, anyhow. Um, so... How did it so to come back to my initial question, how did it start? And I don't think I've answered that yet. So playing Etar, who are a second division team who refused to give me a job, I immediately had a bit of a grudge match. This was in the cut first round. So after explaining the league, uh let's talk about the cup. And <laughs> it started well with a really great goal from our box-to-box midfielder, Renan Arias, running the length of the pitch and scoring a real worldy, um scoring a real worldy uh for uh in the fourth minute. Etar then immediately strike back in the ninth through Medi Gachem, who looks like a real player. And he really confirmed that to me when he did it again in the twelfth minute. So, so we were currently on a on a uh, likely to be uh, yes, in a bad position, shall we say? Um, 
And that was made worse when Bukolder, great name, B-O-U-H-O-L-D-A, scored for them in the 26th minute. So from 1-0 up after four minutes, we were 3-1 down after 26. And that would be the way it stayed at half-time until Serkan Yusain, uh, I'll come into the kind of players and their, their positions after this initial update on the first match, uh, pulled one back to make it 3-2 uh, in in the second half after the 64th minute. Um, we then make it 3 all in the 84th minute, going in to the end of normal time. And we had a chance to miss it, which Patrick Luan spurned. So we go to extra time. So it's three all. We've been playing well. I'd I'd gone from cautious to positive, and and it seemed to be reaping the rewards. And I kept it on positive, thinking, you know what, we're second division team. It'll be fine. Dodgy start. Crack on. Keep going, lads. No, we run out of gas. Lovre Nedzic in the 98th minute, and Georgi Angelov scores a penalty for them in the 116th, and in the first round of the Cup, we get dumped out unceremoniously by a second division side, who, dare I say, were at the uh, towards the top of the second division. And that comes back to your point about morale playing a huge, uh, huge uh, impact. But nevertheless, not a great start, dare we say it. Um, so... That great start was worsened uh, in our initial league fixture uh, when we lose 2-1 to Seska 1948. Uh, and not a great start. So I've been playing around with tactics um, and I still hadn't really decided what I wanted and what I wanted to do. And and actually, that kind of came across. I hadn't got a clue what I was doing with this squad yet. Um, and it was at this moment that I think I happened upon what the tactic has become more consistently now. Um, and when I say it's the classic Pep Guardiola slash me, because you'd always call it the Rowden... Uh, four one two two one. You'd be like, oh, no, boring. The classic four four uh, two centre backs, two full backs, defensive midfielder, two midfielders, two wingers, and a striker. It's the absolute classic. Except, except Tom, that I've not set it up at all like I normally set it up, and I'm loving it. So this has really been my... I think this it, this game for me will be the game where I'm like, I'm starting to get how to set up different tactics in the same system, but making different tactics work yeah. within the same system. So instead of my usual, which would be two fullbacks or wingbacks bombing on, I'd always play them at the fullback role, but maybe the role, uh, fullback position, yeah. but I would always but potentially have wing-backs or even complete wing-backs bombing on and the wingers cutting inside. Instead, uh, and it depends on who I've got, so I've done it on either side, I've got one inverted full-back and one inverted wing-back. So the inverted full-back makes the back three, 
uh, and I've done it on the both the left and right hand side, and then the inverted wing back becomes part of the double pivot. And I was gifted uh, with two um, very, very good central midfielders, but attacking central midfielders, which for a lower half of the table club is pretty unexpected. And and what's quite amazing is uh, one of them is Brazilian. So I've got Diego Raposo, who is a 29-year-old Brazilian Metzala. And alongside him, I have Serkan Yusein, a Bulgarian, uh, also Metzala. So I'm playing in a lower half of the table club. I'm playing two Metzalas in central midfield with a defensive midfielder behind them being the, the other member of the pivot. So so, so they, yeah, 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 your head is like, what? So Yeah, so, I'm, just trying to pick, I'm just trying to picture it. It does, I can sort of see it working to a point. So think, think, think Gundogan and De Bruyne are under Pep. Like that's, yeah. they're, they're hitting the inside channels. Uh, well, it's do it's stealing a bit the the thing that I got Pineda to do for AEK Athens. So I'm playing a right footer on the left who cuts inside, hits the inside channel. The Metzala spins out onto the left wing, whereas on the right side the Metzala hits the inside channel, and then I'm playing a natural footed right footer on the right wing to keep the width. What, what are your what your fullbacks doing again? Remind me. So. I let's my normal setup is having an inverted full back on the left becomes the back three inverted wing back on the right goes in to form the double pivot. Yeah. Um, okay. And I'm loving it. It's it again is taken a formation that I thought I knew and made it something completely different. And there's definitely there's there's a lot there's there's definitely a lot of pep in there. As in Guardiola, not not. I'm feeling very peppy this evening, um, but there's also and the, and I tell you who this team reminds me of a lot, Tom, Arturo Fernandez Vial, Rivero, season one. Not a lot of striking quality, um, but lots of good passes and using possession defensively, a la Brendan Rodgers. Swansea team that I referenced back then as well. Possession to keep the ball. Some of the statistics are mad. Like 67% possession. Like cautious, keeping the ball, you know. Absolutely dream. Dreamy, but like not using possession to be aggressive. Using it so that if they don't have the ball, they can't actually attack you. And then occasionally having a counter um and I'll run you through the results. They've they've been kind of what you'd expect with playing two Metzalas and uh, and uh, and uh, counter attacking possession. Well, no, a possession attractive passing game with a lower half of the table side. Um, so we bounced back from our two one defeat with a two one win, uh, and then matched that up with a a nice little unbeaten run. Uh, that ran for... uh, Hang on, I've got to ignore the friendlies. So in the league, it ran for... Ran for five matches in total. So a nice... Sorry, six... No, five matches. 
So a nice five match unbeaten run with a, a a match that we really should have won against Litex, who are very much the the relegation side. Um they're very much on for relegation. Um and but it ended, as you'd expect, playing this kind of football with a drastic four one loss against Cherno Moore, um, where we look completely outclassed. But in the way with this kind of football, and you know this too because you've testified to it, um, we then immediately turned it around with a 5-2 against Spartak Varna. So it's been completely wildly inconsistent. Goals, 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 goals. And it doesn't matter who the goals are for as long as the goals are for someone. Absolutely. Yeah, so... so so yeah, it's been a and and that's really been the template for the season. Um, only played three more games after that. So after the five two, immediately lost two nil again, and then a couple of back to back two ones. And and in those two ones, I think we we finally sort of I'm I'm starting to get a sense of what the team could be, um, which kind of makes me think that I probably will be around here next season. Um, we we've we've sort of developed in the last two games at least anyway this kind of rope a dope style which was how everyone described um, Muhammad Ali's boxing where he'd sort of bounce around on the ropes and take everyone's punches and but actually sort of move out of the way of them um, so they didn't really hit him um, and that they were kind of soft but then sort of to wear someone out and and that's kind of what we did we went one nil down in both games. Uh, an, an absolutely identical fashion after about five minutes, playing on cautious, conserving our energy. We did nothing for 70 minutes. I'm, I'm like nothing in both games for 70-odd minutes. Um, and then I put it on positive and just everyone started bombing forward. And, and, and that was enough. We had enough left in the tank. You know, when it's sort of a bit Ancelotti Real Madrid against Man City the season before last in the Champions League. Sort of look completely on the ropes and then just bounce back and and hit but hit two goals back in both of those games. And and really the man who's been at the heart is of all our best sort of bounce back. There've been two real key players for the team. Uh, one of those was already here, uh, a thirty-three-year-old. Bulgarian uh, winger who I play on the left, who's right-footed, who cuts inside, Radoslav Kirilov. Uh, and the other is one that I managed to sign uh, in in the January window on a free transfer. Uh, he played for Levski, but barely at all played for Levski. Uh, had predominantly been on loan at September Sofia, who are another kind of bottom-of-the-table Um bottom of the table Bulgarian side and that's Dimitar Kostadinov uh, and he's a shadow striker but I don't play shadow strikers and he is so much better than uh, my number nine uh, Patrick Luan he is such a better advanced forward than Patrick Luan and he can play it a bit that he very much has replaced Patrick Luan Patrick Luan unsurprisingly by the name Brazilian absolutely useless uh, averaging, get ready for this, Tom, 25 appearances, one goal, one assist, with a 6.64. Heroic. League. Horrific. 
But where did he start his career, Tom? Who did he start his career in the youth ranks of? Go on. Good off relevant. Fluminense. <laughs> From Fluminense's youth ranks to Sion in Switzerland in the Super League, where he scored a whopping two in 20, to, to he did it, stayed in Switzerland. And then I think in real life, he's just signed for just signed for crumb for grad in real life i think uh and i feel sorry for them because he's been terrible everywhere he's gone um it looks like sion decided he wasn't good enough dropped him down to that under 21s in which he scored a whopping 5 in 13 in the under 21s the man is not very good as a striker who's been playing for a long time professionally at this point. Play him centre mid, tell him it's Joe Linton. Well, yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh he's just not very good. And it's not like he's it's not like he's misused. He's just not very good. He he's not a very good goal scorer. He's just not a very intelligent footballer all round. So so yeah, uh, it's been a it's been a I think it's the first team in this save where I'm like a bit a bit like you with um Slavia Kromoritz. I'm liking the football. Oh, two things that I haven't mentioned also very like Slavia Kromoritz. Um one we have the smallest uh fan base in the entire competition. We average 567 fans. 567. Nice. Despite somehow not spending the lowest amount, so uh, we, I think we've got the thirteenth biggest wage. No, that's I think the eleventh biggest wage budget in the competition. I'll just double check that. But the I'm pretty certain it's the eleventh biggest wage budget in the Fbut Liga, which is the name of the Bulgarian top flight. Um, but yeah, in spite of having only 507 people, well, 567 people on average, and we've had the lowest attendance in the league of 507 people, we somehow have the ninth... Oh, no, that's... Hang on, hang on. We have the 11th biggest budget of 701k. Issue, also like Slavia Kromeritz, we are massively in debt with no sign of making any money. It's rubbish, it's hellish... But I'm just gonna give it a go. It yeah. again might might head towards loaning everyone in cheaply, might do the rent an army. We'll see. Right now, I'd for me, I'd like to finish I've decided I'd quite like to finish seventh and see if I could get that um top European place. Probably not this season, but that might be my aim. That's what I think my aim for next seven next year. Could I could I finish sixth or seventh, whichever one it is? And get get to a European uh, playoff uh, by finishing below a team that gets no chance at European football. So, so that's where I'll leave it for for this chaotic uh, Tuesday night update. Um, any any final comments, Tom, or just to say wrap it up? It's time. It's been a long one. Yeah, nothing, nothing more other than I said. Look forward to. We're both at a new start now, so I'm looking forward to the next couple of weeks seeing seeing where 
where yeah basically where, where we go from here in terms of me in terms of maybe trying to build something and you in terms of obviously building but equally having to move as well so no thank you very much for, for listening everyone. i know it's been a slightly longer episode um tonight but i think that's because a lot has been going on in our save so i think that's that's naturally going to happen um make sure you follow us uh on the socials on instagram at wooadoff and uh on twitter at wooadoff as well uh feel free to yeah just drop drop yeah interact with us on there we're always happy to happy to speak with everyone and, and hear what's going on in your saves as well um lou I'll, I'll hand over to you to for a more formal closeout the formal closeout is you've been listening to who uses a director of football european jailbreak with myself lewis and my co-host tom that was delivered with such disdain <laughs> anyhow on that note have a great week and yeah. catch you next time yeah was... oh yeah <laughs> we'll just cut it there i'm leaving that in and i'm gonna leave this bit in as well bye for now